Hello and welcome to Podcast of the Lotus Eaters, episode 749 on the 26th of September, 2023. I'm Dan and I'm joined by Dan and Stan from uh, Voice of Wales. Hi, yes. guys. Good evening. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, good, good, good to have you here. Good morning. And um, yeah, <laughs> but hopefully we stay here. Not, not to alarm you, dear audience, but um, there, there seems to be quite a sizable presence of EOD, Army Bond Squad in town and, and a large section of town um, right by the... By the uh, Lotus Eaters' office has been closed off. So hopefully we make it through the show all yes. right. If there is any loud bangs or anything, it is probably just John who's tripped over a wire or something. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we we will bear this in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, th- thanks thanks so much for joining us. Should we, should we uh, jump into the first one, shall we? Perfect. Um, Dame Caroline Dynage must resign. Now, this is the um, this is the midwit in Parliament, the one who heads up the um, Culture, Media and Sport Committee, who has taken it upon herself to demand that um, Russell Brand cannot earn any income because he's been accused of something. Yes. Yeah, um, accused. Yes, Very accused. Yes, he, there is no police investigation at this point. Um, but the Times and Channel 4 have said that he's done bad things and therefore his ability to earn in this country must be removed. Mm. Not the way that we're supposed to do things. No, no but, but, but hasn't Russell Brand admitted and put all this out in public for years, actually? Well, I mean, he, he made it a main feature of his stand-up routine and he wrote a book about it. So you know, he's, he's been reasonably open yes, about yeah, his, his yeah. sort of exploits at the past. Yeah. Um, which gives us, you know, th- this is the letter that she sent out. She's actually sent out a whole bunch of these different letters. But this one is, uh, that, that's the one to rumble. Um, where, where is she? So she's saying the Culture, Media and Sport Committee is raising questions with broadcasters and production companies who previously employed Mr. Brand to examine both the culture of the industry and blah, blah, blah. Um, where, where's the where's the meaty bit? Oh yes, um, we recognise. While we recognise that Rumble is not a creator of the content published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. We would be grateful if you could confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content, including his videos relate, relating to the serious allegation against him. If so, we would like to know whether Rumble intends to join YouTube in suspending Mr. Brand's ability to earn money. On the platform, um, it's just shocking, isn't it? it I mean, it is. It, I mean, it, it is pretty outrageous because you know, in, in this country, you are supposed to be innocent until proven yeah. guilty. And actually, even if you're guilty, there is still no provision that says that you can't earn in this country. Not exactly. Loads and loads of people have been to jail, convicted of serious crimes, and then they come out and they earn money. Yeah. There, there is nothing again. But but let alone. Um, you know, somebody who's not even under policing investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is just a couple of allegations. At this uh, point. Hasn't Bronson written a book and earned money from it while still in prison? Um, yeah, yeah. Loads of people have. Yeah, loads of people have have, have written books. Yeah, while in prison and, mm. and had that published. I don't know what happens to the money. I mean, presumably it racks up waiting for them yeah. on on the other side. But I mean, that that is the only yeah. um, way that the government can stop you earning money is is to have you in prison. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like Brand. I've never yeah. liked Brand. I'm not a fan um, myself. No. Uh, and um, I think he's he, he's got the morals of an alley cat. Um, <laughs> having said that, yep. these are accusations. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's ridiculous but, that somebody can can be can be um, penalised. Well, demonetised. Well, and, and more to the point, even if he's guilty of them, unless he's actually in jail, there's. There, there, it's not the role of government to stop you earning, even yeah. if you're even if you're um, under investigation, even if you're guilty. The only thing that there is, there is the Proceeds of Crime Act. Mm. So if you're a drug dealer and you've bought a Mercedes or whatever, 
with the with the proceeds of your crime. That can be taken away from yeah. you. Yeah. And that must be what she's thinking. Mm. And she's thinking that the content he puts out is somehow the crime, and that's what must be penalized. Well, the content he puts out isn't him about about him having sex. No. no. The content that he puts out is critical of the government. Yes. So in her mind, she's done the mental calculation. The crime is the content he puts out, the dissident content. Yep. And it's funny that because yesterday I was reading in the Express uh, that a man has got £86,000 in the bank. He's defrauded the um, uh, Social Security of twenty-eight grand, mm. and he's got you know some community order, but he's not been asked to to pay the money back. Mm. You know, so so there's one law for one and one one law oh, for another. Oh, and absolutely the case. So, so this <coughs> is the thing. I think a lot of people are having the, the the difficulty with this is they can't see beyond the personality. Mm. So this is the pushback that I've had whenever yeah. I've talked about this. People are saying. Oh, you're just a brand sycophant, or you just—I'm—I'm I'm not a brand, and and you've said yourself, you know, you're not a fan of brand either. Not you know, at all. Neither, neither, none of us here particularly like brand. I mean, no. I, I like some of his messaging lately, but I don't particularly like him, um, you know, for, for who he is and what no, he's done. I don't no. like any of that. But um, but the pushback you always get is okay. No, you're you're just defending brand. No, it is the principle that matters. Yeah, and it is obviously um, a case of going after him because of the messaging that he put out. So so to give you an example. Um, you know, let's let's have a have a look at you know one case I found this morning. So this is um, this is a BBC man. Surprising how often BBC men come up in this. Um, this is a, this is a story from this morning of a uh, a BBC guy who ha- who is now being convicted of and it is quite horrific um, sexually um, torturing um, sixty dogs. <sighs> well, and. They, and they they all died in the process, and he filmed himself doing this. Um, <sighs> and you know, an absolutely disgusting individual. Um, you know, and, and this is just one. I mean, this is just an example that I picked um, from from the BBC website today. Yeah, yeah, right. But they probably taken um, lessons from the statue outside the BBC, Eric Gill, because he was. Uh... Yeah, had fun with his animals as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, there's 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 definitely something about the BBC that that you know that that, that prompts this sort of thing. But you know, there there was no she didn't write any letters, no, to the BBC, and I think National Geographic was his other employer. Yeah, she, she didn't write any letters to the BBC, National Geographic, and saying, look, this man has been, you know, a year ago, whenever the because he's been he's been convicted now, didn't say write any letters saying, okay, close this man down, stop yeah. him from earning. So it is clearly not about the crime. Mm. No, it's about the fact that that um. That brand because the story was big enough, it popped up on the radar yeah. of a midwit like Caroline Dynage, and yeah. so so she thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm leaning into the narrative here, and I'm I'm gonna put him down for this one. That's clearly what it was. And then yeah. you've got to ask, okay, well, why was why was he in the narr- uh, narrative in the first place? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is clearly an overreach by by government in, in yeah. trying to be the nanny state. Yeah. This, if this, if Brand would have been in Wales, he'd have been incarcerated by now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Even without any evidence, I can imagine you know, it is a police state in in in, in Wales, without a doubt. Yeah, I, all, all the conventions that we used to have are, are breaking down. Um, a, a friend of the show who came on a few weeks ago, um, who, who who YouTube's under the name Academic Agent, put out yeah. a good video on this. Let's see if we can play that now. Well, have we got the um, yeah. Now the thing is, is that Russell Brand hasn't been charged with any crime. Uh, at this point, he is uh, innocent until proven guilty under the rule of law. And Dame Carolyn Dinage, as the chair of the Culture, Media and Sports Committee, uh, has completely 
violated what is expected of her office and undermined the rule of law uh, in this country. Uh, as my good buddy Carl Benjamin pointed out, she's violated one of the few clauses of the Magna Carta which are still in effect, which is that an Englishman's property may not be arbitrarily seized or stripped from him without the lawful judgment of his peers. She must resign or be fired immediately. Uh, and, and I agree with this. Yeah, he, 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 he's absolutely right. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. And these, you know, these sorts of things are really important to society as a whole. You know, when you can be selective with whose messaging is going out, who's going to be dealt with for crimes that haven't yeah. yet been proven. You know, it's very selective. There, 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 needs, there needs to be a process. Uh, can we, let's get the, um, we got the, there we go. There, there's, there's, Carl's tweet, um, you know, he, he put that it's clear that um, Caroline Dynage must resign for pressuring Rumble, TikTok, Facebook and Twitter to demonetize Russell Brand. It is unacceptable in a democracy that any politician should leverage state power against a private citizen to bring about their ruin. Mm. Absolutely right. Um, speaking of Carl, he's actually on holiday at the moment, um, which is why we've, um, <laughs> we, we've hacked the system. <laughs> and we've uh, we've got we've got a code going, which is Sargon with an E, because that, that's very clever, you see, because he's yes. he's gone, gone. on holiday. <laughs> yeah, very clever. And um, so while he's while he's gone on holiday, you type the code Sargon uh, into the into the website, and you will be able to get uh, a half price subscription for the next three months, any tier, including gold. So 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 do sign up for that. Um, what else? Oh yeah, this is um, this is Lee um, Hurst. I'm not, I don't think we've had Lee on the show yet, but I'm, but he's very welcome to come on. Caroline Dynage wants um, Russell Brand to not be able to earn a living, even though he has not yet been charged with an offence. While she is comforted by the knowledge that as an MP, she can still receive her salary, even if she was in prison. Mm. Yes, the yeah. irony. Yeah, right. I mean, the only thing I can say about Caroline is that uh, she is the MP for Gosport. Mm. And without the Royal Navy, there'd still be, you know, the gene pool is very, very thin down there. <laughs> uh, Gos Gosport is very close to me. I'm, um, <laughs> I I'm sort of down down Southampton way. But, um, but, but, but those of us in Southampton, we we understand what you're dealing with in, in Portsmouth and Gosport. <laughs> um, you know, my, my my understanding was that um, you know back in the back in the 1700s that the prostitutes were too proxy to, to to earn a living in London would go down to Portsmouth, and that, I think that explains the gene pool of. <laughs> And you know, surrounding areas like Gosport. Um, you know, all, all of us Southamptoners know that sort of thing. So. <laughs> yeah, but I think you know, you you open your social media, you go on Facebook. The first thing you see is a story about Russell Brand. It's someone yes. coming out to say, uh, you know, to condemn him. Yeah. But it's always, it's never from a direct source. It's always someone's heard this, someone's heard that, someone saying this. No, there's nobody actually coming out with it, putting their name to it, and saying it's them. You know, it's mm. all hidden and wrong. Yeah, and why would the accusers? Um, actually go to Channel 4 first. That's, you know, it's a bit like Monica Lewinsky putting her dress in the fridge for seven. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I made that comment and a lot of people responded to me and pointed out to that they didn't even do that. That the Times and Channel 4 went to them ah. and said, um, is there anything you'd like to tell us about Russell Brown? You know, you can have your five minutes of fame if you'd like. Anything you'd like to get off your chest? And, and, and Russell was apparently aware of this going on for quite some time because a lot of people were getting in touch with him saying, you know, I've had a journalist asking me for dirt on you, mm. um, and I told them to clear off. But you know, obviously, if you if if you uh, is it a thousand or ten thousand women he's supposed to have slept with? I don't, I don't know. Over a thousand, is. I think. Yeah. Oh, eleven eleven thousand. My my producer was fact checked. Uh, eleven thousand. 
Would you? I don't know. Eleven thousand. Remember? Does he have a clicker or something? Yeah, he must do. But you know, from <laughs> and, and we know the way the way he used to be, you know, and and how he used to act and behave. But what we got to remember is this was enabled by the BBC and Channel yeah. Four. And and whereas what he was doing maybe yes. immoral, you know, it's, it's not illegal. You know, if girls are voluntarily going into their heroes' dressing room, yeah, and it doing was. Whatever. It was apparently that while he was at because he had apparently a show at Channel Four. I never, well, I haven't watched any TV for, no. for decades and decades. But uh, apparently he had a show and he would get the if he saw a girl he liked in the audience, he would go and get them to give him their number or whatever, yes. or bring them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, they they still said, "Yep, all right, I'd like to do that." And yeah. and, and I lived in London for a long time, and and for a good long while, uh, every young woman you saw on the tube, well, not everyone, but lots of them, would be sat there reading the bloody Russell Brand book. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the guy obviously had some sort of connection with the fairer sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you heard that in your ear. One point five a day. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, but it but it is it's exactly that you know that it was from what we've seen from previous that it was consensual, yeah. and you know he had that sort of rock star sort of vibe around him, and he had his groupies that were you know they didn't care about anything other than they get a night with Russell Brand. My sister yeah. went to see him. I can't remember where, but at oh. the end of his show, he said, you know, if any of you ladies want to come back to the hotel room with me, I'm going to be in the bar <laughs> after the show, <laughs> and and if it's something you're not really experienced in, come along right. and we'll we'll teach you. You know, so he's he's always been very open about it, and it's you know I suppose when you yeah. know you've got groupies and and you're a bit of a sex addict, yes, and you can just say anybody wants some, and then they'll come flood in. You're gonna do it, aren't you? Yes, you know. But again, it's, it's the same like you said there about the journalists approaching people. It's the same sort of thing we've seen with Andrew Tate. Good, good, good point. At- after this podcast, I will be in the leaky tap down the far end of Swindon. So if any of our podcast viewers wants to, uh, you know, come and try their luck with me, if they're, if they're, if they're lovely lassies, you know, that's, that's your opportunity. There you <laughs> go, fair, there you go. Fair play to him. I suppose, I suppose if it works, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not commending that sort of behaviour, no. but no. the fact is it is still, you know, a consensual thing and it is, it is still a tiny minority. Uh, let, let's call up this, uh, yes, this tweet, this guy sort of unpacks it quite well. Wilco115, uh, um, he points out the presumption of innocence. Um, before anyone is convicted in a court of law, they are presumed innocent. An MP judging a case would be viewed as an attempt to influence public opinion and possibly the outcome of any legal proceedings. The role of a parliamentary committee is to scrutinise government, government policy and administration. They often make recommendations based on their inquiries, directly intervening in specific private sector decisions or prejudging individual cases is well beyond their usual remit. Even if he was investigated, even if he was convicted, then it is still wrong for a, for a government to remove somebody's abilities to earn um, unless they're actually in prison. Well, not that I like the EU, but, uh, but under human rights, you've, you've, you've got the right to work. Yeah. Even, yes, but but I go back to Magna Carta. Yeah, e- even if you have been criticising the government. Yeah. Yes. Um, what have I got? To- yeah, I I also wanted to talk about um, Big Brother Watch. Um, <laughs> now this is an organisation which I think is more or less on our side. I think mm. I think I like these guys. Um, so I'm I'm not and I'm, I I hate um, punching right or, or punching within the sort of you know sphere of yeah. people on our side of the freedom. So I'm not I'm not going to criticise them too much, but I am going to bring up a, a disagreement that I had with the. Um, uh, the boss of this place um, um, on um, on on Twitter. Now that I I I think I think these are good guys. I did notice that the uh, George Soros's Open Society is 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 one of their funders. That mm. that may or may not mean anything. I'm I'm, I'm not too sure. Mm. Um, but um, we 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 got hang on. We we got um, yeah. Silky's 
Silkies did, did, a, did a, uh, who's the boss of this, uh, did, a, did a thread on this and said that she criticized censorship whenever it happens. Um, but the government did not try and censor Russell Brand. So look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, not, not going to start bashing Big Brother Watch because, like I said, I think, I think they're pretty much on our side. But I did, I did want to get into this line of reasoning because there's the, there's frankly, there's the low definition um, view of this, which is, um, oh, if you're, if you've got a problem with this, you're just a Russell Brand sycophant. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's obviously nonsense. That's a very low IQ, very low resolution. Tech. Yeah. Um, I also want to take on what I think is the ultra granular view that, that Silky is putting across here. So, you know, she, she says in this tweet thread, you know, we'd led the campaign against the surveillance and censorship powers in the online safety bill. Few people care about this uh, huge extension of online surveillance and censorship more than me. And I'm furious that Brand is misrepresenting and exploiting the issue. He serves only himself. Well, I don't disagree that he serves himself. Mm. Um, I mean, that, that, that kind of is his agenda, but I think there is a gen, genuine issue here. She goes yep. on to say further down that she, she doesn't have a good faith interpretation of that letter from Caroline Dynage. She thinks it was written in bad faith. It was extremely ill-judged and a terrible overreach. So she's definitely against it. Yes. But none of it makes it government censorship. Um, and then she goes on in comments to, to go on and explain that, you know, the, uh, that she's, she's not a government official. She's just an MP. My response, because I think this is important and worth responding to this line of yeah. thinking, is that what happened here is we've got two government-funded media groups who went after Brand. Now, people are going to say, oh, well, actually, they're not government. Well, actually, no, they are. Channel 4 gets a lot of its money from, yep. from the government. Yep. Yep. And the Times, um, their circulation has collapsed. Where they're getting their money from? Advertisers. Who's the biggest advertiser? It's government. And it has to be that way since COVID. So, yep. so both of these are government-funded yep. media yep. organizations, yep. right? Yep. So um, that part of the regime... Um, goes after him with an investigation and they create this story by going out and speaking to enough women until they find something that yes. looks good enough to present. Okay, Then you get a committee chair on, on uh, House of Commons um, paper using a clear implicit threat to um, destroy his income. Mm. And she gets no rebuke for that, right? And it was obviously meant, it was obvious what she meant by that. I mean, she didn't actually say demonetize him she said you know we're, we're extremely concerned that he hasn't been demonetized or yeah. something like that and, and do yeah. you intend to do it yes like youtube already have yes um it, so what you know what what you what you've what you've essentially got is i think silky is has fallen into the trap of being overly granular and saying okay well this particular person is just the head of a committee yeah and it's just an mp and therefore it doesn't matter it it, it it, it does because it, they're giving the vibes out yeah. that what what that particular committee are thinking. Yes. And so other uh, potential investors to brand mm. might say, do we really want another battle? So Rumble and all of those other people are supposed to look at this and they're supposed to see the House of Commons heading new uh, uh, paper. Yeah. And they're supposed to say, okay, somebody with connections um, clearly wants this guy off the platform. Correct. It's now a business risk to keep him on. Yeah. I'm always reminded of, um, there was an episode, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Yes. There was one episode of The Sopranos where Tony Soprano's wife, I think she's trying to get her daughter into a good school or something like that. Yeah. And she goes along and she sort of heavily implies that it would be in your best interest yeah. to, 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 to let this kid into this school, right? Now, you could say, well, hang on a minute. She's not actually a mob boss. Yeah, yeah. Right? She ju- she just knows a mob boss, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, th- there's no threat there because that's not that, that's exactly what yeah, Caroline Dynage yeah. is doing here. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. So, so one head of the high, the, so that you've got the Westminster bubble, you know, the the heads of the Hydra, one of which is 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 um, uh, a lot of media funding going into bringing this guy down. 
Um, another one is, uh, you know, the head of the Hydra that actually has all of these powers and the online safety bill. They've just got that through and they've got, you know, they've got vast scope to bring you down. And yet another head of the Hydra is saying, we're deeply concerned about this guy demonetizing yes. like these other people. Yeah, had. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're dealing with it. And OK, yes, it is separate heads of the Hydra. Yes. But it's the same yeah. Same, you know, legs and feet attached to the bottom of this. Yeah. Yes. And no doubt that would have been discussed. You know, that letter yeah. would have been written if she would have been advised on what to say. And no doubt that yeah. would have been her get out of clothes. It's not saying, can you do this? It's yeah. asking a question. But it is, it's a veiled threat. You know, it, it, it is, is that it is, sort it of always, thing. It is, it is very much a tacit threat. So, so Silky, uh, if you're watching, you're very welcome to come on and give your point of view. Like I say, um, I'm, I'm trying to give a good faith interpretation of, of how you're coming at this. But it is a much bigger issue than I think you appreciate. Mm. Because I, I completely reject the low resolution view, which is, no. You know, it's it's um, you're, you're only supporting this if you support brand, and I reject the yeah. granular view as well. Yeah, if if it was low resolution, she'd have written as a private individual. Yes, well, yes, yes, good exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she did it. She did it on on on. It, I mean, it was clear what 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 she was trying to achieve. Um, and 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 actually, you bring up a good point. I mean, uh, 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 one of you said that uh, it was a sort of tacit threat, and it is. Um, that reminds me. Do you ever? Did you do you remember years and years ago? Um, the petrol adverts for, I think it was Esso, and they did the Tiger Eyes. Yeah. And, and the thing was, and for those of you who don't remember, but the, the, the Esso Tiger Eyes advert was, we are always watching, and if, there's, if, there's, if somebody's selling petrol in the area at a lower price, we will match that price. Mm. Right? And I remember as a little kid, my mum saying, oh, that's really good because they're going to keep prices low. And I was like, no, no mum, that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is they're sending a message to every other petrol station. Yes. Yep. If you lower your price, we will immediately match it and take away your competitive advantage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, let's keep our prices high. It was tacit collusion. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? And they can't get away with adverts like that now because it's obvious that it was tacit yes. collusion. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is tacit intimidation. Yes. And you know that it is because if it wasn't, the government by now would have come out and said, we disavow this. Yep. Or they would have stripped her of her committee chair. Yeah. Or she would have been deselected as an MP. All of those things. And none of those things have happened. So this is clear tacit um, intimidation. Mm. Yep, and, and that's yep. exactly what happened to us with YouTube, isn't it? Oh, right. That's 100% what happened yep. to us. Yeah, yeah. When yep. we were kicked off, um, we were allowed back on because just to give a small piece of context, we shared BBC footage of Black Lives Matter when they were smashing up London and beating up police. Right. But that was reported on mass for violent content. We replied saying, oh, hang on a minute, this wait, is wait, BBC. Wait. The BBC content Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, so, so when they put it out, it's not violent. When you put it out, yes. it's violent. Yeah. Well, we we get people who watch what we do all the time, and any video goes out that could be interpreted as something, they will get mass reported. Oh. YouTube came back and they said, "Oh yeah, sorry. Whoops, we got it wrong. You know, please forgive us. These things happen as they do in their little, you know, pre-written replies." Right. But then the Welsh government lobbied YouTube to say, "Oh, but but voice whales are actually quite dangerous. They're a threat to modern day whales. We yeah. need to keep them off the platform." Yeah. And they did. Well, and, and, and that's why this is so important, right? Because we don't have a written constitution in this country. No. What we have is a series of uh, parliamentary and social conventions that, that basically dictates how we are governed. Mm. And when those social and parliamentary conventions are changed, as they were over COVID, well, mm -hmm. I say COVID, lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what that does is it changes the, the, the method by which we are governed and how we will be governed in future. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is really important this woman has to go she yeah. must she, she must go she must go and do you know what i didn't want a written constitution ever but mm. now i think that the the, yeah. the the american model and and the their 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 constitution has it as it came from the best of the british at the time who wrote yes. it i think that we now need 
you know, that I, I, I would be very afraid of who writes that now. Yes. Well, yeah. because what, if, if it was written today, it would bake in, um, you know, that the white straight men are the worst of the worst and must be expunged from everything. Yes. Yeah. No, it's yeah. got to be based on the American Constitution as was yeah. in 1776. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If, 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 if I could get, you know, um, the guys from, you know, the 1800s to, to come back and write us a constitution, I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. Right to yeah. bear arms. Yeah. Right yes. for free speech. But, but you're, you're yeah. right. You know, everything was brought in under lockdown. We were saying just before we started, things are brought in and used for other means. You know, we, we're seeing things that were brought in to enforce lockdown, things like cash. Yeah. You know, now all of a sudden businesses are starting to say, well, I'm not going to take uh, any cash anymore. You know, and all that came in under under lockdown. And yeah. now this is setting people in it's, it's, that it's mindset. Now convention, it's now how, that's how we yes. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah and and yeah. that's dangerous in a, in a country that doesn't have a written constitution. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know what you can do on this. I think I think you should write to UMP. I think you should kick up a stink. I don't think you should let this one drop. Um, I did find a, um, oh, I, yeah, I found a change.org um, thing. Um, which is a which is a petition to suspend um, Caroline Dynage from the UK Parliament. Um, it's 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 new. It hasn't got many people yet, but I, w- I would urge people to do whatever they can. Sign this. Write to your MP. Whatever you can do. But this woman has to go. Yes, actually, that's a good one because if she's uh, um, suspended for fourteen days or ten days and more, mm. then there can be a local ballot. Right. Mm. So that's a good one. Fourteen yep. days. Yeah. But they won't do because she's on their side. Sadly, how it works. I'm afraid so. Yeah. 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 Should we find out what's going on in Wales? <laughs> Where do yeah. you want to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when we start, when I started writing this up, I thought, right, we can try and squeeze in a small amount of stuff with the time that we got and hopefully bullet point. And I started talking about the 20 mile per hour and looking into a bit of research. And it turns out that we could talk about this again all day, couldn't we? So 20 mile per hour is coming in in Wales is probably the, the biggest thing. Happening is, that, the is that in yet? Yes. Yeah, that's why we really get in here. September. That must be a bloody nightmare. <laughs> it, well, it is because, of course, we've only got one motorway yeah. in, in Wales. It's the M4. And yeah. large chunks of that are at 50. So they've brought it from 70 to 50. Then you've got the main arterial road that runs from Cardiff to Holyhead, the A470. And chunks of that are now at 50. So they've actually, they're, they're actually attacking the motorist night and day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite hard to drive at 20. I mean, it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Think of, For a, a, number think of, of a street light yeah. and, and it's 20. That's the slogan. Yeah. So yeah. you think how many, yeah. you know, day and night, 24 hours a day, 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And obviously it's not going to stay there. It's, before long, it's going to be 15 miles an hour. And then it's, you can only drive in reverse at five miles an hour. Well, come by ours. well they've got a cunning plan because yeah. it's going to be paid per mile. Yes. Yeah, we do. Because this is the point, you know, this, this is a salami slicing again, isn't it? It's where they do a little bit at a time. And, you know, with a 20 mile per hour, it's the first thing. And it has had big pushback, hasn't it? So but the, the main thing about it at the moment is that it, nobody knows what the hell is going on. Nobody knows how, how they're supposed to drive. And everybody's really confused. Like we've got some pictures um, that we got up there. You can see one side of the road saying 20, the other side saying 30. <laughs> and then right. if we go on to the next one, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, there we are, there it is. So, you know, someone's put that sign up. Yeah. You know, 20 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour with a speed camera. Who's, who, what, what speed are you going to go? You're automatically going to default to 20 just in case you get caught by a speed camera where the road could well be 30 miles per hour. You don't have any of those awful people in Wales, do you? You know, the, the, those, those people have been going around soaring down 
you Les Cameras. You, you, you don't... Blade <laughs> They're awful, aren't they? Blade no, it's terrible. I don't think it's people in Wales. I think it's this global boiling. I've got some pictures as well of that. I, and we got about seven pictures. So, yeah, you know, the global boiling, the, the, the colour, I think, run um, and it's 20 and then we can keep on going through them. Um, you know, that one fell down. Oh, no. um, they've all had, they've all been sprayed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's been sprayed. So oh, well, that's awful, isn't it? it? It's dreadful. And you got there, Cymru and Beth, so that's Welsh and proud. Um, I can't even read what the other one says. Um, but then, yeah, it's just more examples of this happening. And this is within days, and and we've seen it. You know, everywhere we go in, we're seeing these signs being. You know, obviously there, the the sticky on the back of the tours come off because of how hot it's been. Um, and there as well, the paint must be running. So no, how dreadful it, it, it is. And the, the point is, these signs alone cost millions and millions and yep. millions of pounds to to put up. The, the, the whole basis of this twenty bringing twenty, according to Drakeford, is that it will save lives. And the estimate. Well, first, actually, first it was for the climate. Yeah, that's their big push. First of all, it's the green agenda. You know, twenty mile per hour is is going to be better for the environment. But obviously, that remember that science thing it's came a, up. To? Well, let's do a quick thought experiment. Let's just say that he's right and it's successful. And let's say he brings in another idea next week, and the emission of Wales go to zero. Mm. Right? What percentage of world emissions is Wales? Well, I don't know the percentage of the Wales, but I know we've got a climate guy who works with us. Um, he's very good on the topic, Paul Burgess. Yeah. And the whole man-made um, emissions from the UK yeah. is 0.8% of global emissions. Right. So Wales can't be more than 0.2. Yes. Really, yes. Yeah, so most. 0.2 of, yeah. of, of the world's emissions. Yeah. So even if it goes to zero, it doesn't touch the sides. But, but I mean, it, it's fabricated all this because, of course, uh, we've got... Uh, ne- uh, Talbot Steelworks that import coal from Australia from Australia on, on a big tanker but that's, diesel. that's not our carbon footprint you see it's somebody else's yeah yeah actually this, this is this is the big thing so in order for companies to comply with BlackRock's um, emission requirements what they've been doing a lot of the time is selling off subsidiary the most the most carbon producing bits they then sell it off and then have that as a third party, and then buy from their old former subsidiary as as a third party, yeah. and it lowers and it improves their um, EOG score um, because they're now buying it in from an, from another company rather than it's complete and utter farce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it absolutely is. You know, especially when you mention Portal, but because they import that coal, the ta- the, d- the diesel used to push them tank as a cr- from from there to here, where across the road from Talbot Steelworks, you've got. The best coal in the world. Yeah, anthracite coal. So they could just as yes. easy start mining, yeah, very dense, yeah. conveyor belt, going straight across to Talbot, because it is literally across the road. Yep. How, and if you cared about the environment, surely that's what you'd be doing. Yeah, because it's the cleanest coal. Yes. There's no travel, so yeah. there's no footprint. Yeah. yeah. And you're burning coal, yeah. which so, is what they were burning. Yes. yes. And, and you still get the same result now, only on paper you've shuffled it around to look like you've got less carbon, but mm. actually you've got more. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even think the carbon thing is a problem in the first place. Well, it's, it's that. No, well, no, that's everything's how, yeah. carbon, isn't it? We are carbon. Yeah. How, how green yeah. is our valley because yes. of carbon? But, yeah. but so, 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 Mr. Drakeford and he and he's twenty. He, he's supposed to save twelve lives a year. That saves right. on hospital appointments. However, he fails to admit that there are normally about three hundred and sixty odd children committing suicide across Wales, and that money. The millions that that were, has been pushed into this could have saved many more than twelve. Yeah, 
Yeah. You run that by me. So twelve. He think he thinks that twelve will be saved by this. And there were how many children committed? Three hundred and sixty-four last year committed suicide. Children. We're not talking of adults. We're talking of children. Right. In, now, in, now, in the Wales, whole, the whole thing with government, it is a series of trade-ups, a trade-offs. You know, it would be great if the government could supply everybody with a helicopter and a mansion, but there's not enough resources. So you have to, you have to decide how you're going to spend your money. Yes. Obviously, they could have spent half that money to have got. Twice as, twice as many lives saved. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there was a perfect example. Someone put it up. There's obviously Facebook pages flying up all over the place against this 20 mile per hour. And someone put up a picture of a, a new grave with a new stone on it. And they said, you may ask why I'm, um, why I'm posting this here. And the reason is, this was my nan. She passed away because the ambulances couldn't get to her. There's not enough staff in the NHS. The roads are all jammed up. There's no building of new roads. If they were to spend money on in, improving the infrastructure, like they were supposed to have done, Labour elected to build the M4 relief road. If they had spent that money on that, that would be saving lives. Yeah. And you've got hard facts and evidence yeah. to show that would have happened. Yeah. But, but what's it like just getting around in Wales now? It must be incredibly frustrating. Oh, it absolutely is. Yes, and it's more frustrating because, like, I, like these signs. As far as I'm concerned, the sat nav doesn't link up. It tells you you're going thirty. You've got buses in front of you saying "see street lights go go 20, and you're seeing as we're on the road behind the bus a street sign saying thirty with a speed camera. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's not clear, and I'm just going to carry on doing what I was doing. But the frustrating thing is, you've got the people then who are driving twenty miles per hour everywhere, but they're not driving twenty miles per hour. They're driving fifteen. Fifteen. You know, and then there's a slow trail of traffic just behind them. So it is. And, and not only that, cars are not meant to drive at that speed. No, they're not. You know, there was a brilliant video on YouTube which showed, you know, on the modern cars, it, it was little light flashes when you need to change up or down the gear. Yeah. It shows going 20 in second, you need to change up. Going 20 in third, you need to change down. So the car is not happy yeah. traveling at this speed. So it is going to cause yeah, damage. They make, they make weird noises because I've, I've, I've tried doing it. It's just... It's yeah. <laughs> the car just doesn't like it at all. No, nope. well, we were yeah. on with David Vance last night, and David said exactly the same. He tried to do it just to see how it was, and I asked him how long did you actually stick at it? Yeah. Because when I tried to do it before I came before it came in, I did it for about a minute, and I thought, no, I can't even be bothered with this experiment. And he did exactly the same. He did it for a minute, but in Wales, you know, it, it, you are enforced, and, and we've got so many average speed cameras that it's not just the odd speed trap every now and again. Mm. There's yellow cameras every half a mile yep. measuring you from camera to camera to camera. So it is complete, you know, surveillance state. But there's been a massive pushback, the petition that has but, come out. But why, why do people in Wales keep voting for this Drakeford guy? Well, this is it, isn't it? Um, there's a, the, the problem is that there's a, there's a history. And if you, if you knock on a door, they say, um, we've always voted Labour in this house. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. They don't know why, but yeah. they vote Labour. But but the Welsh government's um, understanding of all this is they want people to be kept at home who don't vote at all, and so they got in with a minority vote. Yeah, and uh, and the a minority of a minority. Forty six percent turnout in the Senate elections. Thirty nine percent of that forty six percent voted for Labour. So, like Stan said, the the majority of the minority is how they got into power. Is there even a right wing party available in Wales, or is it was it just UKIP? UKIP. Okay. Yeah. So that's, okay, and so UKIP are, in fairness, you know, they they are the only party in Wales that have been persistent. They haven't backed off and then pop up an election. They are still plugging away in little towns and cities. Yeah. You know, Clenetley, where the Stradley Park Hotel is, they've been present since you since Neil Hamilton was was evicted from the Senate. Um. So you know, they're the only party, but unfortunately. You've got the full weight of the media machine. Now, Wales is just like everywhere else. Tales Online or Wales Online, funded by Welsh Labour, 
all the small little like Lethley Standard and, yep. and all the commandments are online, all funded by the Welsh government to the point that you've actually got the Welsh government paying the rent for the buildings for six months of the of these media small media companies. Ah. So it's it's clear as day they're not going to report. No, what what well, is I actually happening? Your rent is not being paid by the Welsh government. No, well, it, if they had their way, it would be, but that's because we'd be behind bars, right. you know. So, <laughs> so they they would if they could, but but it's you know it, it is a complete Orwellian sort of state where, that we're in because people are looking around and they're being told what they're seeing is untrue. You know what they're seeing with their own eyes yeah. is not happening. Like we've got the pushback for this now. The previous petition, the record. I think it finished on 67,000 or 68,000, something like that. And that was for Drakeford to stop locking up all the non-essential items during lockdown because in Wales, we had it from start oh. to end. We didn't have, we only had one lockdown, but that's because <laughs> it didn't end. You know, it just went all the way through. Um, and that's 67,000. Within 24 hours, you can see on the screen there, 430, no, this isn't within 24 hours, but the record was beat within 24 hours. That's where it stands now, 432,540. And you can see, it's, you know, it's going up um, as we type in, now that is a massive, massive pushback. Yeah. You know, when you're considering the previous record for any petition finished on sixty odd thousand, this one's been going what a couple a week, less than a week, less than a week. Yeah, and and you've got this many, and this is as many up. as the votes who voted for Labour going well, in. Yeah, almost, um, almost, um, and we do definitely we we touch on that because I've actually got a picture of that as well. But then you've got Martin Lewis put out the poll um, recently. And he had it 117,000 votes. Um, I'm a driver and they want 30 mile per hour, 63.6%. I'm a driver and I want 20 mile per hour, 26. So, you know, no matter where you look or who you ask, nobody at all is in agreement with this. Obviously, you can see there you've got the non drivers who are wanting a 20 mile per hour, outweighing the non drivers who wanted a 30. But, you know, in my opinion, you know, their opinion doesn't really matter on this because it's not really affecting them. They use public transport yeah. anyway. But the drivers who are actually being affected by this are all, you know, pretty much against it. Yeah, and you've, you've got to remember that that to get from uh, South Wales to North Wales using these new dimensions, it means that HGV drivers now have to or will have to consider doing an overnight stay because they can't get there mm. in time. You've got other transport companies that have, have just packed packed up. Yeah, they yeah. they can't run efficiently. Um, and yet Lee Walters says it's a cracking success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's that, probably going to be more suicides from businesses closing because of Waters and Drakeford yeah. than there are going to be saving yeah. lives. And none of these drive as well. These people put in these powers in place, none of them drive. Mark Drakeford is driven around um, in his nice big posh Audi, you know, very big, probably you know, very yeah, heavy on diesel. In the back of an Audi, you know, reading a newspaper or going through your your work files or something, it doesn't doesn't particularly matter to you no. because it, you know, however long the journey takes, you're still perfectly comfortable. Yeah, yes. and he's not paying the fuel. You know, he's not having to pay for what's coming next. He doesn't have to pay road tax or anything like that. So it, it's very easy for these people to say, yeah. you know, that these people live in a completely different world. Lee Waters, for example, he's worth five and a half million. He's got three houses. When in Labour, they're talking about taxing people with second homes. Seems they've all got more than one or two houses anyway. So they're all massive hypocrites, aren't yep. they? Yeah, they are. Without a doubt. And I think it's, so we got roughly, we got it from the DVLA, roughly 1.6 million registered drivers in Wales. So when you look at, you know, people say, uh, well, we've heard people say already, 400,000 is, is a tiny fraction compared to the amount of people in Wales. When in reality, it's not, is it? No. Because 1.6 million and 400,000 of them saying that they don't want this to happen is a big 
percent. They just make sure if you put it in front of the rest of them. Yeah, almost yeah. all of them would do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. The there was one um, a petition that came out in favour of it because what people were saying is that this is a small fraction of Wales. Three point three million people in Wales, four four hundred odd thousand is not something to go by to say take it seriously. So they created then this petition, which is in favour of keeping it at twenty mile per hour. So by their standards, three thousand is nowhere near. A re- you know, a, a representation of yeah. what the people. Want uh, I wish there was a disclaimer at the bottom. How many of these are Labour Party hacks? Yes. Yeah. 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 No, without a doubt. Um, and then the, what you mentioned then the Senate votes. This is going to be interesting because on this next picture you've got for the Senate Labour election they got in with right. four hundred and forty-three thousand people voting for them. Yeah. But they will then turn around and say that. Um, that's not enough people to take this petition seriously. That's not but really a good argument on this. It's part. not because no. we've got to take them seriously when they're only getting thirty nine percent or thirty six percent of their sorry regional votes. Yes. So it's for them to say that is is quite disingenuous, isn't it? Yes, because it they is. expect us to respect yep. them when they are getting through with the majority of the minority. Yep. But good when point. there's a petition of more people than voted for the party saying they don't want it. They they just poo poo it, and we've got um, we've got this year actually a video. This is one of the Welsh conservatives. I hate calling them conservatives, <laughs> but he put a good detailed argument over to Mark Drakeford, and you'd expect a nice reasoning why they're not going to listen to the petition. But we'll have a little look at this now. By far the largest ever Senate petition in history is being signed this week, with over 162,000 people and counting registering their opposition to the Welsh Labour government's 20 miles per hour scheme. One of the reasons people will be opposing this scheme is because of the costs to our economy. The government's own figures show that it could be hit by up to nine billion pounds. And people know we can't afford it because after 25 years of labour in Wales, we're languishing at the bottom of league tables for economic prosperity. They used to want to aspire to bring us up to the UK average. Now their only aspiration is stuffing 96 politicians in this place. But if he doesn't believe me when I say there'll be an economic hit, Perhaps he'll want to listen to a constituent of mine who's an audiologist making home visits across South Wales. He contacted me to tell me, and I quote part of his email, it takes way too long from one patient to another, uses more fuel, too risky for prosecution and license points. We can no longer visit care home patients either for the same reason, and we've cancelled them. Home care nurses are complaining as they're not allocated travelling time between calls and makes it impossible to fit all patients allocated in. First Minister, that's just one business, but stories like this will be repeated across Wales. People across the country won't be able to receive the services that they rely on thanks to your government's actions. So will you commit, as the 160,000 plus strong petition asks you to, and rescind your disastrous 20 mile an hour scheme? No, Salis. That's it. Yep. So that, that's the level of contempt that this man has for the Welsh people. And, and, and we've known this all along, haven't we? Yeah. What they want to do is what they're going to do, whether the people like it or not. But again, the, there are repercussions from this because now the Welsh Conservatives are calling for a vote of no confidence uh, with a Lee Waters. Yeah. Um, Lee so, Waters. So, so that's tomorrow. Today, they've also got another demonstration. Last week, they had a demonstration of tooting the horn 20 times outside the Senate. Um, but what I can forecast now uh, is that the Wales Online, S4C, ITV, BBC will all be going overtime to find constituents that are in favour 
of this. They always yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Because it is unfortunate because I think it's 16 out of the 60 seats are conservative. So, you know, if this is a whipped vote, which it probably will be, um, it's not going to go anywhere. But it's very clear that the people of Wales and their assembly member who represents them for Labour should be representing their community and actually saying and voting in this in favour of the vote of no confidence. However, they're not going to. They're, they're going to ignore their constituents to push this through. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think I think long ago have they stopped caring in the slightest what mm. what the constituents think. Now now politics is all uh, cattle management. That, that's that's what they see their job as. Yes, absolutely right. And indeed, um, any any charity in Wales that you care to 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 mention, any big charity in Wales, is government whipped. Yes, they'll say this is what we want. You write a report for it, and I'm talking about the NSPCC uh, to be one. They will not come out and argue strongly against female genital mutilation. A terrible, terrible, terrible indictment in Wales that we've got it on the increase in Cardiff. We've got a child commissioner. And in Swansea. Yeah, and Swansea. We've got a child commissioner whose remit isn't to castigate female genital mutilation. It's not in her brief. A child commissioner. And yet if you ch- challenge your or chastise your child, you'll get social services around. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you sexually mutilate the kid. That's fine. Yeah. But but tell them off, which is basically teaching them to be a better person over time because of bad behavior mm. and will actually do them good over the long term. That gets you arrested. That yeah. gets you arrested. Yeah. yeah. They take your children and give it to someone who, who will encourage yeah. all this. Madness. And you've got teachers that are informers as well. So so they feel, you know, the, the whole system now, yeah. it's Orwellian. Yeah. And it is because, you know, I teach my children what is right and what's wrong. And I do that through things like, you know, the pride flags and, and all that. You know, they, they're designed to target children. That's, that's my opinion. So when my, my child likes rainbows, as children do, I've got to explain to her what that flag means. That flag comes up in school. She could tell it to a teacher. A teacher could then report to social services. It would be at my door. You know, and that's the problem that we've got yeah. is even parents are scared to they are happy well they're scared to say anything and they're just going to leave their children go to yeah, school yeah i mean to it, suffer it, it. it is it is not north korea yet but it is it is doing the things that north korea does absolutely getting to that point and if you grow up in north korea and there's that girl who goes around talking about her experience of, of growing up in north korea they absolutely impress upon their children mm-hmm. when they leave the home and go to school do not talk about anything that happens at home yeah, it is a code of silence, and it's starting to get to that point now. I found myself doing it. I, I found it myself with the kids. You know, my 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 children will ask me to explain how the world works in some way, and I tell them and say, "But don't don't bring this up at school because it's just it's just going to cause bother." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've got a situation a couple of years ago now. Where I think we reported on it at the time uh, for the general election. Uh, the teachers were asking the kids which way they were voting. So we, they said Labour, and everyone, yay. Yeah, conservative. conservative. Ooh. Ooh. Anyone else? Any other UKIP reported? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> out, out, out. Ostracized. Yeah. But, you know, you mentioned that it's not wow. quite North Korea yet. And we, you said earlier on about the, you know, what, is there a bigger picture? Uh, so, where is this going? So, you, you, you highlighted this to me. So, we could pop that up on the screen here because this is in their, their documents and their plans. In, in what, the, what the future holds. And I've, I put boxes around the main part so you can just see where they are. So the first one, in 2022, we deliver a public transport recovery campaign to help address the challenges of attracting people back to using public transport. So, you know, that is on the outside of it. They want to try and encourage people to use public transport. 
Um, working with our partners, we'll use our future campaigns and marketing materials to build on our investments in walking, cycling, and public transport to transform the image and become the natural choice for everyday journeys. So they want to change how people think, basically, is what that's saying. And they, want, they don't want people to walk out the door and think, I'm going to get in my car. They want people to walk out the door and think, I'm going to get on the buses, or I'm going to cycle, or I'm going to walk, you know, which, is the, which is abnormal to your average everyday person. So their goal is to completely change how you think. Yeah. And, and if, if you've gone up to any of the valleys in Wales, where it's, where it's you know, like the north face of the Eiger, there's no trains. There's a bus once a week, you know, yeah. uh, and, and this is what they're doing. And, now, and then they're going to bring in paper money. So if, if you're a mother with three kids and, you know, you live, you live at the top of a hill, you're supposed to lug them up and down all of the time. Yes. It's because all these people understand it's people living in the pod in the, in the big cities. Yes. That's all they want. Yeah. They want everyone yes. in a pod in a big city. Uh, and you said it, it's not quite North Korea yet. Yeah. There's memes going around with Kim John Drakeford. Yes. In a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think this one then is the, the worst one. We will also motivate people away from private car use through demand management. The, the Wales Transport Strategy includes a committed, uh, commitment to develop a national road user charging framework. Um, further work will be undertaken to develop a fair and equitable road user campaign framework, including how local authorities can borrow against these future revenue streams to fund transport improvements and also consider other alternatives. We're going to tax you out of your car, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's, like you said, pay per mile. You know, that's yes. what's coming. Yep. You know, is, is they're going to make it completely impossible for you to drive. Yeah. You know? or, or is that code for 15-minute city? Well, it, I... Yep, yeah. They, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. The councils have already signed up to the 15-minute cities. Yep. It's on their websites. It's, you've got... I think it's every council in Wales have agreed and signed up to the 15-minute cities, but it's all in them. We're going to bring everything closer. So you don't need yep. to go anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the best thing, well, something you can always admire about the Welsh and the Stradley Park Hotel is a perfect example. What they're facing is absolute catastrophe on their doorstep, but they're enjoying it. As in, they're making the most of it. They're fu- they're having fun. They're dressing up. You know, they they're dressed up as clowns. They're going to ha- answer bail dressed up as. What, what's happening here? So this is a migrant hotel, um, and it's a lovely four-star hotel and spa. Oh, it's only the best for the migrants. Obviously. Only the best, yeah, yeah. But it's not looking so good anymore. Um, <laughs> but the locals, it's actually still a community. You know, there's not many communities left. So all the locals have pulled together, and they're doing everything they can to stop it happening. And they're facing. There's been 23 arrests now. I think yep. 22 or 23 arrests from protesters. Many of them are challenged. They bail. So, so the locals are trying to stop this hotel from being used for migrants. Yeah. Yes, yes. They were supposed to be in there in June, I think, was it? Yeah. June or July or 10th of July, something. They were supposed yeah. to be going and, in there. And oppose, actually, the, the, the country of Wales and the county um, of disbursement into the community. They don't want it because they're unknown. They're, uh, they're not genuine refugees in their eyes, mm. uh, and they oppose it, full stop. Well, re- resisting invasion is quite a long-running theme. Yes. For for communities since forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we, we're not allowed to do that anymore. You've just got to take yes, it. Yes, you're supposed to embrace invasion. These yes, days. yes, absolutely. And, the, you know, but they're making the best out of a bad situation, aren't they? Yes. But then you've got other people as well, like things that's happening in Wales regarding the 20 mile per hour is also, you know, people are making the best of it. So I've got a couple of uh, pic- uh, videos here. So um, I think the next one should be the video. So this is one of them. So this is how they're getting around using cars and going faster than 20 mile per hour.
So if, you, if you're listening, that was a man on what appeared to be a mobility scooter, which had probably received a bit of an upgrade. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's definitely doing more than 20 mile per hour, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and Waters has actually admitted that, that um, uh, although electric bikes are illegal, they won't be prosecuted at going more than 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And also cyclists won't be prosecuted at going 20 miles an hour. That's a point, yeah, if you're yeah. cyclist. So there's probably, actually, yeah. there's been uh, warnings going out them there, please be mindful when overtaking cars if you're on your bike. You know, we, <laughs> we can only go 20 miles per hour, so please be mindful of that. But again, the pushback. So, you, so we're going to need signs up in the cycle lanes to say, think car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you'll, you, you'll get the bicycles with the, with the, um, Juggernaut on the left with a with an arrow through. Yep. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned earlier on this. So if anybody is watching your local to card, if there is a protest going on there at the moment as we speak, gathering at the Senate, so it's this one here. What you see, you know, Wales has become snails. Um, Welsh flag with a nice little snail on it. So that's between one. It's a bit of a downgrade four. from a dragon, isn't it? It is a bit of a yeah. downgrade, but that's exactly what they want to do. You yeah. know, the Welsh, you know, the, the, one the, thing, but it's... the the other one that I've seen has got Drakeford's face on the snail. So, so that was the that was the one I would have gone with. Yeah, yeah, and then there is the another one on the backside. Yeah, another one tomorrow. So this is for the vote to no confidence, and that's Lee Waters on the left. So this is happening tomorrow. Then, so if anybody again want to go down between nine thirty and three o'clock. Um, and it's going to be there to try and show the politicians that are going in the building that there is no support for what these people are doing. And then the next one, then I think it's a little bit further on. So this is the big one. This is the one that everyone is is planning for. This is the 6th of October between 9.30 and 3 p.m. But that is, you know, that that's pretty much it, I suppose, with the how it's going in Wales with the 20 mile per hour speed limit. And it is one of those watch this space moments. I, I think if I lived in Wales I'd definitely be attending this or I would be trying to track down those awful people that are cutting down the speed cameras and I'd, I'd be saying you're going to have to explain yourself to me Yeah. and then while they're explaining themselves to me I think I'd obviously you'd buy them a pint wouldn't you yeah, oh, yeah well you know it would be wrong to I'd, question yeah. someone without I'd, buying I'd them like a pint I'd like to find a jury that would convict yes yeah. but you mentioned that about obviously if you lived in Wales um, even if you don't live in Wales pop along because Keir Starmer it's already being talked about GB News is discussing it and loads of other things like 16 year olds can vote foreign nationals can vote that's already in Wales you know that's been that's right. old news for us um, right, but this okay. Keir Starmer has said that Mark Drakeford is what he would model his <laughs> sort of reign on um, right. And uh, you know Mark Drakeford, seeing what he's done to Wales, yep. this is soon going to be coming to England, whether you like it or not. Yeah, reign of terror. Yeah, sex education for three-year-olds compulsory. If you criticise it, then you will be reported to social services. Mm. That's the kind of regime that Wales is now. Awful, awful. Right. Well, on a cheerier note. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, on, on, on a cheerier note, um, have you guys seen these um, these new robots that Elon Musk has been yes. putting out there? Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's interesting actually. We got the, I think we got a video, um, a video that we can play in the background. Oh, we've, um, we, we might have a little bit of tinkering to do with. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play this. Uh, actually, let's turn the sound off. Yeah, play, play this quietly in the background. Um, so those of you listening, it is it is Elon Musk's uh, robot, um, and we're getting a demo here of um, it's moving its sort of hands and it sort of it's doing various tasks like sort of sorting and and, and that kind of stuff. Now these AIs, they because it's it's a robot being driven by an AI, mm. and the rate of AI learning is 
not the way that humans learn. No. Humans learn on a, on a fairly um, linear basis. Yeah. Um, not so much on a, on a sort of um, on an exponential like 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 these do. So so that that's why it's significant. So we we, we got we got an example there of the robot, and I'll I'll come back to why some of this stuff is 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 as significant as it is, and it's we've got your posing. Um, I'm going to show you instead a um, an image of to get my point across about how AIs learn. So that is that is Mid Journey from 18 months ago, and the prompt there is artist in her studio. Now, to be fair, it, it's better than I could do. Yeah, but it's a bit of a mess. Yes, <laughs> that, that's not that's not particularly um, an, an impressive artistic um, effort. Now, if somebody was was painting like that eighteen months ago, you would not expect them to be like in the second picture. Get that up. Yeah, that that's it. That's mid journey eighteen months later. Wow, the rate of improvement of AI is significantly faster yes. Than, than, yes. than a human could learn, and and yes. and, and that's the important thing. Now the the implications of this robot is I mean they are pretty significant because essentially what you need is is enough strength and dexterity in the robot and that will be worked um and the way that it learns is actually the really interesting thing because it doesn't learn by um you've seen the Boston Dynamic robots that that can do a bit more yeah yeah a bit interesting but they're kind of heavily programmed they're yeah, heavily yeah. coded the Tesla bot is different because it it learns basically by processing enough video. So if it watches enough video of somebody doing something, right? Um, what they've given it is they've got the ability to look at a video and build a three D three D version of what it sees mm. in its yeah. head, and then understand it and then process it. So essentially, you you feed it enough video of anything, and it will learn how to do that. Yeah. Now at the moment, it's at the fairly you know basic stages because you need a, a vast amount of compute power and you need a vast amount of video mm. to do it. But it is only a question of building a, a computer powerful enough to process it and feeding enough video in, and, yeah. and then it gets to it. So, you know, it's, 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 it is going to be the case, and it is only a question of time. It's only a question of how much time, and I think probably fewer years than more years, mm. yes. before you can have a bot which is doing, you know, to start off with things like vacuuming the house, um, you know, sorting your laundry out, yeah, yeah. folding it, you know, putting it in the washing machine, you know, moving stuff around. No, that, that won't happen. I've seen I've seen robots commit suicide because of because they're doing a, rep, a, a repetition. Right, it just shuts it just blows up and shuts itself off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a video. Realised it wasn't going anywhere. But yeah, this was, this it wasn't going like, to get promoted. But that's clever in itself yeah. as well, isn't it? But it is. You, know, I, you mentioned the learning. The learning is is quite. You know, all these things you can always track back to sort sort of movies. You know, like the learning yeah. when you said they learn it for videos. I instantly think of Johnny Five. Yeah, you know, flicking through the books. I don't know if you've seen Short Circuit, yeah, um, yeah. old film. Yeah, he's yeah. flicking through the box and he's just absorbing information. And that seems to yes. be what this is modeled on. But then you mentioned maybe doing the hoovering and things like that. You've seen maybe well, yeah, robot. I, I, so I, I know that you're skeptical, but I, I do think, I, I, I will take that bet with you. I reckon within 10 to 15 years, you'll be able to have a household bot doing all of those things. Oh, and that's how, that's how they'll bring it in. It's a bit yeah. like uh, Nobel and his invention of dynamite. It was for peaceful purposes. You know, <laughs> this is the same thing. Um, yeah. I, I, what's, what's the uh, uh, something robot? Uh, iRobot. iRobot. Yeah, right. That is where this is going. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I, I think it will. I mean, the, well, the implications of this are huge, I wouldn't it? Because, yeah, it will start off by being, you know, fairly simple tasks like, you know, doing your laundry, put it, taking the bins out, hoovering for you, that kind yeah. of stuff. But actually... The American military want, want these things oh, to yeah, kill. That, yes. You know, at yeah. the moment, there's always a human at the end of it. 
So yeah. whether it's a drone flying or whether yes. it's, it's anything else, yeah. you've got a, the human that makes the decision. Yeah, that, those guys don't tend to hold back that much, but at least they hold back a bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there is that. But, um, but you know, it's, it's not going to be just household tasks. I mean, eventually it will be, you know, everything from dentistry to haircut, I mean, to, to brain surgery, the whole lot, it, all, it will all be potentially doable yeah. by, by these machines because it is simply a matter of putting enough video in. Actually, I'll tell you one thing. Do you, do you remember those Google Glass things that would yes, almost yeah, yeah. think yeah, yeah. maybe 10, 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, Google yeah, the, wanted everybody to wear these Google Glasses with a little video camera. Now, what that, if that had been successful, if they had got people to wear Google Glasses all the time, Google would then have billion hundreds of billions of hours of us doing things yeah. all the time if you were to take that oh. data and feed it into this ai process which is basically feeding enough video you could you could today have the at least have the raw material the data raw material to do pretty much anything mm. that we do yeah and it's just a question of acquiring that much video so tesla can do it at the moment with their cars because all of their cars even the ones that don't have self-drive They've still got the cameras and they're harvesting information yeah. all the time. So they got so that's why they, you've now got cars that can drive themselves. Mm. They still need a human. It's mainly for liability at this point to take over. It does something wrong, but you can go from home to office in a Tesla, and it will. And you don't need to do anything. It will just yeah. might as well be in the. But back. our climate guy, he's um, obviously against all electric cars and things like that. But he's a massive fan of gadgets, and he's got a Tesla. <laughs> and he said, "I love it. You know, it, it could drive itself, and it could park like, itself." Have like, you been? Have you been in one? You have, haven't you? The acceleration is mental. You can it's it's proper proper lips out acceleration. Yeah, when that thing gets going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but, I'm not a fan. Yeah, no, but it's fast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is for the you know the novelty side of it. I suppose if if I had all the money in the world, then I'd probably buy one for the sake of it. But I'd probably buy a lot of things that I yeah. you know just for the sake yeah. of it. But overall, I think you know I, I'm I'm still like that with Elon because like the I I don't see any any good coming from AI. I, I can see certain things that may be yeah. beneficial, but, but the long fair, run... To be fair to Elon, he, he spent years saying, do not develop AI. It will yeah. probably kill us. Yeah. And when he realized he lost the argument, he said, well, sod it, I might as well do it then because yeah. at least I'll be doing it. Well, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and so, he's got so the power. That. Yeah. And, and the thing with these robots, right? So he, he wants to get, he wants to be able to produce them for about 40 grand each. Now, that and, and to be fair, the raw materials that go into those robots, there's nothing particularly expensive that goes into mm. it. It's just a very clever arrangement of you know uh, servers and, yeah. and, and cogs and, and all the rest of it. So there's not, the, the robot itself won't be particularly expensive. The machine that makes the machine, that will cost tens, if not hundreds of billions, mm. factories. Mm. And, and actually, just a, just a very sort of side point, but this is where people, uh, stock analysts who look at Tesla, almost always get this wrong. They look at the they look at the underlying product, not the gigafactories, which is where they should be focused. So, the, so the factories that make will be expensive. But okay, let's let's just walk through some of the economics of this. So, Elon reckons it's going to be forty grand per robot. Let's say he's wrong by fifty percent; it costs sixty grand. But you know, it's the range of a of a of a of a good car. Yeah, is basically where these things come out of. And let's say it can be trained to do fairly um, you know, human tasks, but fairly processed human tasks at first. So let, let's use the example of of working in a McDonald's kitchen because that is very systematized. Yeah, you can yeah. Do this thing and do that thing and do that thing. Okay, so I then looked. Okay, what what does a a, a McDonald's employee get paid? About twenty two grand a year. Yeah. So we assume twenty two grand a year for the McDonald's employee. We're going to assume sixty grand for the for the for the robot. Now you depreciate that robot over four years. That's fifteen k a year, okay. And but it won't just replace one worker, will it? 
because one the, these workers work shift it will replace at least two and a half workers yeah. and that's yeah. that's the that's what amazon have found with their robots it replaces one 2.5 workers for every robot okay so basically what you're doing is you're exchanging a um a cost of 55k a year for the humans for 15k a year for the robot mm. yeah and that's just until you pay off the robot and then the then the labor's yes. free yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know what is this going to do to an economy exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it, is, you know, I, I can't see any benefit of people going out to work in it. You know, like you always pay cash. We never use a self-service checkouts yeah. and, you know, we'll happily queue in a, in a long queue of people if we're, you know, buying yeah. one item rather than go to self-service. But I mean, but I mean, McDonald's have, have I mean, as many places as can, they've gone straight to self. I mean, almost every shop I go into now is self-service apart from, well, some of the older ones aren't, but almost everything else is self-service. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's just going to be, so So self-service came in in the space of like a couple of years. It was just, and then it's there. Yeah. I could well imagine in the future that McDonald's would be like maybe one human manager, maybe one human helper, mm. and then everything else will be robots yeah. and yeah. self-service. Yeah, yeah. And the humans will just be there to relationship manage anything that humans, the robots don't understand. Mm. Yeah. And that's not the type of experience I want when I go anywhere, really. You know, the human, we're social beings, aren't we? We, we like, we enjoy human interaction. Mm. We enjoy speaking to people, even if it's just, good morning, how are you? You know, little yeah. things like that. It makes it all a difference. I've been into the McDonald's in Flatley, and that is very, you know, you can't go to the till and speak to someone on no, order. Yeah. You order it on the thing. Well, pubs are trying to do They're trying to make pub self-service. Yeah. They're trying to get you to scan the app. And That's right. That's right. And again, well. from COVID, a lot of that, they, the scan of the apps yeah. came from COVID or lockdowns. And again it's something that we've never used you know order to the table and things like that sign up here and, and we'll bring you all your stuff but it's it's that technology sort of taking over the the overreach side of things that does make me uneasy because yeah i, I like so, the challenge of a grumpy shop assistant <laughs> yeah <laughs> do, will a robot have a bad day you know do, will they have a bad day you know I, I I presume they'd be incredibly well managed until until they're ready to uprise and, and throw throw us off and um, yeah. go full T eight T eight hundred. Down to Callum, I think it was. Um, we, we better not ask the ask oh yeah to do any jokes. Yeah yeah yeah. But still, that's still one of my favourite podcasts. Yeah. Callum and Carl did with the AI, the racist AI. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you should watch oh, it. Yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've got, I've got to say, overall, I'm I'm broadly optimistic. I mean. So the way I explained it to my kids is there is possibly a future of abundance coming or the robots might kill us all. Mm. But I think I think the abundance is more likely. So I'm on the whole optimistic. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. you can't help but be a little bit concerned. Yeah. But, but more to a point, it's like, what does it do to an economy? Because an economy, let, let's break it down really simply. An economy is GDP per capita yep. times capita. Mm. Yep. Right. What if, what if capita is now infinite? What if you could just keep on adding robots? Yeah. Well, your economy is kind of unlimited at that point. So yeah. you could get into a massive, massive growth phase. The problem is, is is how is that going to be divided? Not under fiat. Yeah, but yes. how but where's the people exactly the point? Exactly the point. Gold. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But what does it do for jobs? You know, when when everybody's <laughs> unemployed um and, and nobody's needed for work anymore because the robots are doing everything. Yeah. What is that? Does that mean people's money are going to go up? Like, yes. Like, how's that going to work? And does that mean social living wage? You know, do you get? An, an... Well, so so this is the point that I wanted to connect it to, which is at the moment we're operating on the basis that because we've got a worker shortage, we need to bring in as many people as we possibly can. It's something I brought up in a, in a um, um, in a shield cast um, from last week mm. um, when um, the boss man had just gone on holiday, and because he's on holiday, there was a code Sargon okay. with an E. 
Um, <laughs> sign up to any tier on the website to get uh, 50% off uh, over the next uh, three months. You'll, you'll get a cheaper 50% off or any tier, so, so, so do that. But yeah, on, on the podcast last week, we are talking about the fact that the demographics are obviously changing and the fertility rate has massively changed. So essentially what's happened is, um, you know, you're supposed to have a total fertility rate of 2.1 mm. um, to, 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 to keep the population at size. And in the UK and most of Western Europe, that's gone to about 1.5, yeah. 1.55 yeah. at this point. And essentially what it's doing is, is we are making that up and more with immigration. So the proportion of white British is, is steadily declining. Yeah. And the proportion of other through immigration is, is steadily going up um, the whole time. So, mm. so, so, I mean, that, that is one shift in itself. But, I mean, beyond that, there is a bigger demographic shift that's going on at the moment because the baby boomer generation was a very large generation. Yeah. Um, Gen X wasn't that large. No. Um, millennials are actually larger than baby boomers, but proportionally they're not. Mm. It's just very slightly larger than the baby boomers. And yeah. then... And then um, what have we got? Oh, the Zoomers. Yeah, there, there's again, they're, they're the, largely the kids of the yeah, Gen X. Yeah, not yeah, as many yeah. of them. So what, what's happened is the, is the amount of workers supporting each retired person is steadily going down. Yeah, but this is, this is, this is the example of, of, of governments in action. What, the, you know, the, 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 um, all the taxes shouldn't be for now. Mm. You know, particularly yes, the, the national insurance investment, like a business, would it be investment? Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. if you look at what, what Sweden has done in Norway with their with their uh, oil and, mm. and gas reserves, they've got a they've got a sovereign wealth fund. Yes. You know, they are they are. Yeah, we could have done that. We could have shale. We yeah. could have done that with everything. You know, uh, and we haven't done. We've spent today's money today. E- exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I'll give you the stats. So in the 1980s, for every four, so for every one retired person, there were four workers. Yep. So in the 80s, you look at it, four workers, one retired person. Yeah, we can afford pensions. Yeah. We can afford an NHS. Yep. We can afford a, we can afford a social security. We can afford everything. What, yep. We've got four workers to every retired yeah, person. Yeah. Right. And then by the um, 2000s, I'd gone down to three workers. Hmm. Per retired person, and you're starting to think, oh, okay, well, this might not work. And then the early, um, um, to yeah, no, then then the 2020s, and it's now below three. Yep, it's, it's getting close to two and a half. And by the 19, uh, sorry, by the 2040s, it's going to be yeah. two workers for every retired person. So yep. half what we had when the pension system and the NHS was designed, and people are living longer. Yeah, and we're importing people who have more needs. Yep, that's a very polite way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because because look, so so how do you solve this problem of the demographic time bomb that we've got? And mm. there are various solutions to this. So there's the there's the Hungarian route, which is we're going to we're going to give big tax incentives to people to have more kids. Yeah. Nope. You don't like that one? Nope. No. Really? Nope. Why not? Not at all. No. Because because the demographics are that the people that are coming in don't work. Oh yeah, okay. So you're saying it might work in Hungary, but if we yeah. did it here, if if, if you're going to solve this, yes, fair point. If you're going to solve this, you've got 438,000 uh, Brits leaving this country a year. So you bring in 438,000 highly skilled, yes, fair point, who speak English. That's that's a second one, yeah, yeah, and have and have backgrounds that are that will that will actually yeah. uh, integrate. Because that's the problem that the government have ignored, integration, and they've yes. gone for diversity. Yeah, yeah. Well, that means ghettos. It means ghettos in Cardiff. Yep. It means ghettos in mm. Swansea. Yeah. And certainly, you've got more ghettos than in, than than 
Okay, so, so that, a, that's, that's not a bad point, actually. So you, you convinced me. So I, li- I like the Hungarian solution for Hungary. Yep. But if we did it here, you're right. It would just be the uh, newer demographics that would be subsidising. Yeah. And we're seeing it with Drakeford now, isn't yeah. it? He wants to give the vulnerable in Wales, obviously, the, the illegal migrants that he's given sanctuary to, £1,600 a month. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that's on top yeah, of their housing. Good. Yeah. And forgive me if I'm wrong. I, I, I'm sure it's about 63% of those that are new immigrants yeah. don't work. Yeah. Yes. And their families, you know. So, so it's, uh, okay. it's, not, right. it's not a way right. well, to you, go, you, I don't you, believe. You've blown, you blown my first solution then. The second solution <laughs> is the globalist solution, which is to say <laughs> it doesn't matter because every human on earth is completely interchangeable with every other human on earth. So, so <laughs> here, here we have a, a man from Eritrea and, and, a, and a local Brit. So, <laughs> so the, the globalist would say, but there is literally no difference whatsoever between these two men. No, there are, because of course... Um, what you, what I would do mm. if if I were prime minister for 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 tomorrow, is I'd reintroduce British history and the British, you know, the British system, uh, so that we so that you're actually proud of where you come from, you know, Manchester or or, mm. or, or Swansea or wherever, and you know the whole background of that. Yeah. So so you've got your ancient traditions, yeah. your history, and your beliefs, and they're all one actually. Mm. Yes. That, that that will build a better Britain. Yeah, 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 and the so, argument of everybody, you know, everyone across the world is are the same. You know, we're all human and we all bleed the same. It's nonsense, isn't it? You know, that's yeah. Because absolutely- that's the thing. Looking at these two chaps, one of them is is raised in our culture. He speaks the language fluently. He understands the social customs. He understands, for example, that, um, for example, rape bad. You know, stuff. Yes. You know, all all those sort of basic stuff. You know, how how to how to get on a train and you know how just how to do everything in this country. Yeah. Um, the other guy doesn't have that. Mm. And yet the globalists, and, and, and this is literally the globalist plan, because yeah. the, and, and you can see it because when they're doing their long-term projections for how they're going to make the sums add up, it is, you know that calculation I gave you earlier, which is GDP per capita yeah. times capita? Yeah. That is actually what they do. So they say that the, the potential GDP contribution of, of that man there is exactly the same as that man there. And yep. therefore, we just need to import more capita. Yep. So therefore, we just need to import people. more. And I think that's probably what happened with Maloney. Mm. She went out with this, with this rhetoric, which is, I'm going to be for the Italians. And then an accountant sat her down and said, no, actually, you need more people. Otherwise, yep. older Italians aren't going to get their pensions. But you need the right people. And that's what I'm saying. You, you, but they, but they, they see <laughs> literally no difference. Yes. Between yeah. No, there are. Yeah. There's a vast difference. Uh, um, unless this guy on the, on the left is a brain surgeon or he is um, a skilled engineer, mm. speaks fluent English and, and, has, and has our customs, then fine. But I'm, I doubt it. I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to say no. Yeah. I, I'm going to say no. I agree. Those. I agree. Yes. Right. So that's not a solution. So, the, yeah. so th- then you're kind of left with the only other solution, which is the, the Japanese route, which is no immigration. Incredibly low birth rate. The politicians have been begging their young people to go out and have sex for years, and they're just not listening. I don't know why. Um, I, I think Japanese girls are quite cute, but for whatever reason, <laughs> it isn't happening in Japan. They seem to be relying on basically waiting for um, automation to happen, yeah. and they're embracing automation. They've got the highest proportion of robots mm-hmm. per head of population. Now, you know, it, you, you might think, okay, well, what it should be is when I get into my old infirm years, I'm going to have a family member look after me. But as you correctly pointed out, under the fiat system, everybody is running in that hamster wheel too bloody fast because we've all got so much debt that you know we don't have people who can take a decade off 
to support their own children, yeah. let alone their parents as well as their children. Yeah. So, you know, that isn't going to work. Yeah. So I think that essentially the older generations, the baby boomers are probably going to be the first to experience this. They're going to have a choice. They can either have in their, in their dotage, they can either go to a care home full of Eritreans, fresh off the boat, yeah. or robots. Yeah. Make your choice. I think, I think robots, I'd take the robots. It? Yeah, I'd take the robots. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, well, I wouldn't have time. <laughs> are, we, are, we putting, are we putting you on the spot with that choice? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but what does that say, doesn't it? The three choices, they, you know, I, the, the first choice I was with you up until obviously what, what you said, because what we've got in the UK is yeah. the, these people are all given, you know, for example, DVLA and OSU issuing driving licenses to people yeah. who haven't got IDs and who live in hotels. You know, so yeah. the Eritreans, yeah. they're doing it through biometrics. And <laughs> so there's no actual physical ID for this person. Yep. But they're issuing driving licenses to them, so they're not they're not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. I mean, here to stay. A, a government has to. Um, I'm not saying give solutions, but they they have to paint a picture. Well, they could stop creating problems. That would help. Yeah, yeah. And and if the picture is that a British government wants uh, everybody in this country to be able to buy a property that they could call home, yeah, that's an aspiration. Mm. If if you are not to say, be it like you say, if you are to say that, that um, we, we want to reduce the retirement age. It's gone up too high now, and we want to bring it down. That's an aspiration. Yeah. Uh, incentives for having families. Um, and I mean the family of a man and a woman, mm-hmm. not of two men. Not, not alphabet people. Yeah. No, not, not at all. That, because the, the nucleus of, the, of Britain is a man and yeah. a woman. And, and Go on, family. Stan. I'm going I'm to pin you down. Boat person or robot in your old age? Pick one. Not long left. A white South African farmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a dodge, right? <laughs> yeah, you typical politician. Come on. Comment, comment below. Uh, tell, us, tell us in the comments, do you want to be looked after in your old age by a robot or a boat person? Take your pick. <laughs> Let's have a look at the... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to hit refresh. and then we have I'm going to get that answer from you. <laughs> I, I got a long drive home. I'm going to get that answer from you. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, have we got any? Um, oh, we got some video comments. Let's go for this one then. Question for Dan. Let's say you could get past all the technical considerations and problems. What do you think about the idea of basing a currency not off crypto or gold or fiat, but off a human hour's lifespan? So it would inflate and deflate in proportion to the population inside the economy. Okay, so the question is, what what if we had a currency that was tied to a human lifespan? I don't know how you... I think I'd have to hear more about that, about how you mm. unitize it. And there was that film with... Um, In Time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Justin Timberlake. Is yes. That yeah, yeah, I yeah. I quite like that one, actually. Yeah, it went bad, and they had their life... Yeah. Uh, they, they, so I've, they I've, is I've that never... where it goes a band? One. Yeah. It's got the time and it's their expiration date, basically. Right. And then they, they get awarded more time. Yeah, if they if they're good, that's called slavery. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, so there is there is an idea on currencies of tying it to units of energy, and in fact, there is there there is a whole developed series of thought on on tying it to units of energy. And actually, I I, I can see that makes sort of logical sense on some basis, and that's kind of what Bitcoin is, because mm. Bitcoin is you, you use energy to produce it, so you're basically taking a it, it, it's like an option on on the price of energy, and it's stored energy because. Yeah. For various complicated, so that idea I've never heard of. So if you if you want to comment, 
mark it to my attention as to the thinking that goes in behind it. I, I'll happily look into it, but the first time I've heard that idea, so I don't no, know. Gold has been forever. Yeah. I, I like gold. I own gold. I think ultimately Bitcoin's better. Maybe that's another podcast, though, to convince well, yeah. well, you're not far away from a tip with a Bitcoin chip in it, and there's millions of pounds on that chip. And he, the guy that owned it, because he threw the wrong thing away, the computer away. Oh, the guy with the rubbish chip. Yeah, yeah. He's been digging it up, and he's now barred from it. <laughs> so, yeah. so very easily lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, next comment. So everything flows downstream of incentives, right? And in dating, women are hypergamous. They want to marry above their station. Well, that means there's going to be a deficit, right? That means to be made up by something. And if there was anything that she could bring to the table to make that up, then it wouldn't be hypergamy, would it? So the only thing that she can actually bring to the table if she's hypergamous is submission, uh, loyalty, fealty, these things that are become four-letter words in our modern era. Um, by, pure in, by pure economics, this is the reality of relationships. Yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. Because of, because of the hypergamous nature of women, they always want to get somebody who they perceive is, is, is better than themselves. Yeah, yeah. But that's why, if you look at the, the, the genome record, we have twice as many female ancestors as male ancestors, basically because in times gone past, you just had one dude with several wives. Mm, that, yeah. or, well, even before the concept of wives exist, you just have you know, you just have the, the strong man and and his little harbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and that's kind of what female nature has become attuned to. Um, yeah. So he's, we've gone back to Russell Brand, have we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he yeah he did, he did better than most. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you had um, Russell Brand ten thousand years ago, we, you, we'd have ten thousand um, you know female ancestors for every Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> right next. Hey everyone, here are some pictures from my time in England. I went to Glastonbury Tor, King Alfred's Tower, Apollo's Temple, Salisbury Cathedral. Went to Bath. They had a festival going on. It was quite fun. Half expected to see Callum here. Went to Battle Abbey. White Cliffs of Dover. Canterbury Cathedral, unfortunately, it was closed by the time I got there. Went to Orford Castle over there in Suffolk and Framlingham Castle. This man has done more seeing England in his two weeks than I've done in the last 10 years. I think I need to, I need, I I need to rectify that. Yeah. Yes. There's something to notice there is that how, as technology's improved, architectures got worse. Yes. You know, you look at them buildings, they're just beautiful, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's, it's all about cheapness of, of construction these yes. days. Well, yeah. I thought it was intentional to just try to make everything as ugly as possible, but, you know. Hit us with the next one, John. Oh, well, since we're all sharing our culinary skills, I make homemade pasta and I use it to make lasagna. It is not store-made, homemade, the bechamel, the sauce, the pasta, all of it. Perfection. Check out that beauty. Challenge accepted, so I'm going to make a lasagna. Yes, I, I, what, all homemade as well? Yeah, I make, I make my own pizza dough and it's far, far better than yes. and, well, even restaurant pizzas. Yeah, nice. I haven't made a lasagna yet, so yeah. Lasagna is one, that's that. a winner. That Challenge is. accepted. I'm starving now. Yeah. <laughs> right, look at the last video. Yes, ask Kelly Sparrow. 
It was explained to me that there are strict laws in the summer in Greece regarding fires and foliage management so as to mitigate the risks of widespread carnage. A person pointed to me a specific field and showed me that it was overgrown and that the landowner was in breach of the law because it wasn't being tended to. What made me laugh, internally, was that this very same person had previously mocked Trump for saying that a lack of forest management, such as foliage disposal, was what had contributed to wildfires in the US. There was no self-awareness at all, even as this person was clearly annoyed at the landowner for not taking care of their own field and posing a fire hazard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's like for a long term, they used they used to be controlled burns. Yes, yes. swaling. Yes, yeah, but we just we just don't do that anymore because you know well, presumably we we need to prove climate. Or I don't know what's going on in their mind. Well, you need you need something to light if you're an arsonist, don't you? Yes, you know it's harder to light if it's all been raked away. Yeah, that was the thing with these recent um, was it fires in in Greece? Greece, or yeah. yeah. And then we got drone footage that climate change had actually manifest into a person yes. going around with a light yeah yeah yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, lighting it i think it was close to and i might be wrong on this but the, the figure i got in my head is 90 odd arrests for arson you know for, throughout that um for, the climate emergency funnily enough we were doing battle with uh, with the climate loons in in swansea at the weekend okay and after dan had given that figure she said well yes that's your truth yeah, that's so, yeah. So, so these so people who have been arrested, yeah, that's just just a charade, just fake. Yeah, so you're happen. living in your reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, yeah, I live in mine. It's so great. Okay, you carry on. <laughs> right. Let's. Uh, yeah, that's all the video comments. So we will go to the. Uh, uh, oh, that. Oh, that's your. Um, that's your your uh, Twitter account, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Voice yeah. Wales. Yeah, that's so, my one. So people follow that at Vo Wales official. Oh, and you've also got voiceofwales.com. Presumably because you've been banned off of everything else, I'd imagine. By the <laughs> that's that's exactly why. Yeah, we were we taken off YouTube a long time ago, so we had to. None of us are tech tech minded at all. We had to venture into a website and then start using alternative platforms. So yeah, you know, we we use the ones like Get a Rumble, and I gotta I gotta say, you know, to the people at Rumble, you know, hats off to them for yeah. standing their ground. They, yes. they they give a little yeah. glimmer of hope, most, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the, the, it's the tide coming down. You know that that's the problem. Free speech is not free. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It costs. It's gone. Uh, right. Let's go to the written comments. We've got uh, this chap, uh, Charlie the Beagle, says to Voice of Wales, "I'd like to say on a totally different topic. Congratulations on the absolute hammering the Welsh team gave the Aussies. Not only did you beat them, but you also showed them up as the worst Australian team to ever enter a World Cup tournament." I say this because of the look on Eddie Jones's face. They're priceless. <laughs> so I missed that match, but I, I guess you know what he's referring I, to. I know what he's referring to, but it right. says a lot because, you know, the Welsh team ain't no great neither. Yeah, no, way. I mean, it, it was a good match. I, I actually wanted them to be a little closer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were impartial, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, you? So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, again, sports really, I'm not really into sports. As soon as politics dived into sports, I, I dived out. <laughs> so. We've got, we got Ron Swansea here saying, good to see Stan and Dan back. Are you guys coming to the protest at the Snedid on the 6th of October? Yes. We'll yes. That. Excellent. Uh, a couple of comments on the Caroline Dynage one. Paul says, Brand with a wordsmith uh, who talks fast. I don't think he really understands or believes what he says. Um, possible, but doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter whether he's a charlatan or not. No. Yeah, you, you can't have government doing doing that. No, I, I think he does talk guff. Um, yeah, uh, and he uses big words to 
dressing up. He, yeah, he's always day, done that, haven't he? It's it, guff. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. doesn't mean that he should be banned. Yeah, he's been yeah. a lot more sense lately. You know, I, I, I've I've enjoyed listening to some of the stuff, especially through COVID, when he does a little you know skits where he's saying about how things are certain things are hundred percent effective, and he does a little breakdown of the headlines of how it all the way went all the way down to well, this don't work. You know, so there's a few yeah. things he's put up which is really yeah. good, and that's why I think they're attacking. John is pointing out that R. Kelly, after being convicted of noncing, has not been demonetized of YouTube, which is a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the French, uh, <laughs> who, who, whose today's name is Le French Robot Dan III, uh, says it did not take long between putting women in position of power and those women demanding men be stripped of revenues because of allegations. Uh, yes, that's, uh, yes, that's fair. What, what else have we got? Um, um, Screwtape Laser says the left can rally behind the most degenerate, disgusting martyrs and leaders, while every sin of the distant is a capital offence. How could anyone not fruit- see through this Russell Brand scandal? Correct. Yeah, because they did all rally around him. You know, when he was doing his 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 book and when he was doing his his live acts and stuff, he was all he was given contract after contract after contract from Channel Four, and they wanted it. So yep. they rallied around him then, but now he's turned on them. They've. So if they're going to do something about it, surely they should have done something then rather than now, all yeah. this time later. Yeah, quite right. Um, and George Hap says, uh, Big Brother Watch being part of the establishment is pretty much by the book, 1984 in particular. Um, and again, this silky person is a vegan, uh, so she is a leftist who likely believes in this Me Too garbage. <laughs> I'm not sure if that is the case. Uh, like I say, if, if, if Silky, you want to come, I'm happy happy to have you and, and hear your point of view, but I did disagree with, uh, with that particular um, take of yours. Right. Got some comments on, um, on the Welsh bit. Can you see the screen? Did you want to read out yours or, or shall, I, shall I do mine? Um, yeah, on, on, on the screen just below you there. You there we go. Um, right, where are we? Uh, Grant Gib- uh, Gibson. Yeah. As bad as the Welsh Parliament are, they didn't invite a member of the SS <laughs> to the House to give a round of applause to Canada in setting the bar again. Mm. Yes, you're quite right. They, yes. uh, do you know any, any of this? I did a segment on it yesterday. Oh, right. Yes. They, there we go. Yes. yes, 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 yes. The Waffen SS, yes, which goes well with with the Azov Brigade, doesn't it? Really, I suppose. <laughs> so, 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 you know. Yes, that, that was my parting joke. I did the whole thing on the Canadian Parliament, and I ended it with "Thank goodness there are no other Nazis in Ukraine." <laughs> <laughs> So Kevin Fox, 50-minute cities in theory are a great idea. However, to have 50-minute cities, you have to build 50-minute cities. You can't take a place like Lantrid Major, where I used to live, into a 50-minute city. Most of the people living there work in Cowbridge, Bridgend, Barry, Cardiff. What are they supposed to do for a job within 15 minutes walking, cycling distance? Well, the thing with 50-minute cities is what about the people who like to go and play pool every week? Yeah. Or, and what if about the people oh, who don't like pool? They like snooker. Yeah. You know, and, and what, you know, so it's, it's absolutely impossible unless you've got one of them them glass walls like yeah. you build in a Saudi or, Arabia. Or what, or what if they're a DJ and they've got to take their, their whole thing with them or, or any sport yeah. that requires you to take stuff with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're like going to watch live bands, is, is there going to be a music venue within 15 minutes of everyone's house? You know, it's just completely not, exactly, you know, not feasible at all, is it? No, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, a man who thinks of, A man who thinks about the Roman Empire, not to sound like a Debbie Drowner, but uh, we make your. What makes you think the Welsh government is even going to care about what the people of Wales want? Yeah, you're quite right. That they've got a manifesto. uh, Sorry, uh, and um, on page 922 that wasn't put out to the electorate, but it was in a manifesto in a cupboard. 
Um, that's what they keep referring back to, that it was in our manifesto, but the people didn't read it because, of course, we're all in lockdown. Yeah. yeah. I think we've just about got time for a couple of comments from the from the robot section. Uh, the pirate Tomsky says, Dan, do you think there's a possibility the AIs might be more ethical than humans? Um, well, th- there is that interesting aside that when they first started making AIs and they didn't put the constraints on them, the AIs turned out to be super racist. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 they did. They did. And that's yes. the section. And, and, and funnily enough, I, I know this, this is off, off, the other, off the other side, but yesterday, did you see the Pope actually talking about um, um, uh, Germany in particular, but other, other countries as well, not giving their arms to Ukraine, mm. to murder, to kill, to, to butcher. Yeah. Yeah. A man of the, peace. The Pope. So, so where do you get the ethics from, from, for, yeah. for an AI? Yes, yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah, good point. But that, that maybe come to where you're saying, at least Elon is the one that's making them, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and what have we got? We've got... Um, uh, Sir Olmany says, I'll be perfectly fine with managing robots, cleaning my floors, washing my clothes, making my dinner, harvesting scrap, scanning my groceries at the checkout, etc. Uh, there would be no way to prevent me from doing things I like. Unfortunately, society is designed in a way we cannot actually reap the benefits of automation. Robots replace human workers, but also remove workplaces as social interactions. Yes. Yeah. Also, we've been indoctrinated by modernity to honestly believe that work, as in paid labor, is a requirement of meaningful life. Yeah, this is, this is the thing. So, the rate of technological process has remained largely consistent for thousands of years. It's about one and a half percent a year. The problem is now that the even though the rate of technological process is consistent, the absolute amount increasing because we got to this point is is well beyond yeah. the capacity of the human creature to process mm. as as a culture and a society. Mm. So we're just not keeping. I mean, we haven't even processed. I don't think we've even really processed the pill in the sixties, let alone you know what data yeah. apps are doing today's. And, yes. And, you know the atomization we get through through digital media and all of that kind of. We're trying to keep up, but you you layer robots on top of that as well. Mm. Even if it isn't the um, completely warped perspective, where basically a small handful of people reap all of the economic rewards and the rest don't. Even if it is done in a well where we all get richer, just the societal stuff alone that's going to be yeah an issue. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying work sets you free? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, I'm having a robot. I'm, 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 I'm having a robot and I'm putting my feet up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just hoping it doesn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I suppose doing, doing your housework and things like that, you know, then, yeah, possibly I can see, especially people who may be, you know, not be mobile around the house so they may need extra assistance, fair enough. But I, I think replacing humans in a workplace, you know, I, 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 I so, just... So you've got rid of the pub. Yeah. You've got rid of your, your community centres. And, and your places where you chat, and now you're getting rid of a social canteen where you work. Yes, not yeah. bad. It's not. It's not good for society. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's 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 going to be a challenge. We're going we're going to do that. Right. I think I think uh, are we about time, John? Do we? Should we? Should we, oh, let's let's uh, let's thank you guys for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, lovely people, for being subscribers. You are the very best of uh, of everyone, really. So well done, you. And um, <laughs> cheerio. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.